This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to another episode of Jamming with Jason. Hey, all of you that have been listening for a while, you know that sometimes I'm kind of like a little renaissance man. I just love learning about all different things. I've had lots of different experiences and then try to pull a lot of the stuff together. And so I'm really excited about today's episode because I have Nina Herman with me, who she's a lot like me in that way. As I start talking to her, I'm like, holy shit, girl, I can't believe you know all this stuff or you've done all these things. So I'm excited to have her here with me um, to talk a little bit more and uh, share some information with you that will help make your life better. And the fact that you're listening to this right now means there's something in this episode today that you need to hear and something that you probably need to share with your friends and family as well. So when you get done listening to this episode, make sure and share it with those people that you love. Hell, you can even share it with people you don't love as well. (laughs) So with that, let's roll the episode. You are jamming with Jason Mefford where you hear inspiring interviews with some amazing people. Some are famous, some may seem ordinary, and they are all doing extraordinary things to positively change the world. Sometimes it's just you and me having an intimate and authentic conversation about how you can change the world around you and rewrite the story of your life by being more authentic, accepting and loving yourself more, and spreading love to others. Since really, all you need is love. And what the world needs now is love, sweet love. We discuss all aspects of self-improvement, growth, and so much more. Great content, insightful advice that's practical and helpful to anyone that listens. You're always eager to come back for more and share with your friends and family since you learn something in every episode. So sit back and enjoy the easy listening while you feel seen and heard in this informative, authentic, and entertaining podcast. Now, let's roll that beautiful podcast footage. All right, Nina. Crack awesome, myself up, crack yourself up. I mean, this is kind of like, this is good stuff. No, I'm, um, yeah, I'm excited. We've known each other for a little while, but I I didn't know that much about you, right, until we were talking a little bit before we hit record. So I'm really excited to share your path, your knowledge, kind of some of the stuff that you're doing with people uh and what you've learned because to me it's just fascinating you know and again we could be here for four hours we can't be here for four hours today so (laughs) maybe you'll have to come back later but um you know how how do you you know maybe maybe you can start off just kind of introducing yourself a little bit i mean when when you kind of introduce yourself how 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 do you how do you describe that and then we can kind of jump into some of the the twists and turns in your life that have kind of gotten you to where you are today 
Sure. I'm a girl on a mission to heal myself is really Ooh. what it boils down to. Um, and as I, as I do, then I want to share what I've learned with everybody else, because I truly believe we all have the ability to heal ourselves. And I, I have been in some arguments about that, but um, because I, I don't have a white coat, but if hey, I hey, can, hey, hey, hey. you first... don't need a white coat. <laughs> I okay? don't exactly, you exactly. Don't need a white coat. That's a structure that people <laughs> put in place to monopolize and make more money, but you don't need a Absolutely. white coat to help people. 100%. So the argument is because I don't have a white coat that I don't know what I, I don't know enough about my body. And I argue that um, that is the exact first place that I should be going is internal before I seek the white coat, because the who knows myself better than than me. So um, yeah, so that's really why I have entered into so many different programs and certifications and have just been in this evolution of learning to be able to apply to myself and be able to help others because I would love to see a world where people are healed mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, so that they can love and accept themselves and then be able to love and accept other people so that we can all live vibrantly. Well, and I love that because that's, that's one of my goals and missions too, right? And I think it's, it's important, like you said, that what a lot of people don't realize is you can't truly love other people unless you love yourself. Right. And, and, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about that, but I, I wanted to go back just, just kind of quickly. Cause I, I, I get the sense that you're kind of like me as well. Right. I don't, I don't have a white coat either, but I also don't talk to people or teach people or share with people things that I haven't done on myself. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm like a lab rat. And literally, literally, that was one of my jobs, folks. <laughs> when I was going to college, I was a lab rat for the psychology department. Oh, wow. A lot of people don't know that. But yeah, so I, I've been a lab rat and actually gotten paid to be a lab rat. But I do that on myself, right? Before I before I share with people, because I know like you were in a music class that I, that I did. I'm not a trained musician, but I've used it and I'm just sharing how it's helped me or what it's done for me and i get the sense you're the same kind of person you're learning all these things you're testing them out on yourself you're seeing what works and then you're just sharing with other people what's been working for you in case it works for them absolutely so i think i think it's interesting um and maybe we can go here because again you know we talked a little bit before we before we hit record and have known each other for a little while but i think it's it's interesting you know that you 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 say and i love this i'm a girl on a mission to heal myself okay so girl on a mission to heal herself means there's probably some things in your life there's some things that you've experienced in your life that you need healing from right and i think we we all are that way we all go through different things but maybe to help help us understand you better and you know maybe help some of the people who are listening to relate to you you know for what you feel comfortable with sure you know but maybe kind of share with people you know what are some of the things that you've gone through that you're healing from because i think it it always helps other people because so much of the time we think i'm the only one that's ever done this or felt this way 
until we until we say it out of our mouth and then it's like half the world goes me too me too me too right 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 gosh where to begin um as a child i all if i look back at my childhood i always think of myself as sad and it wasn't until i understood the relationship of a mother with a child in the womb and what happens while the mother is pregnant with the child that those emotions impact that baby and so when i when my mother was pregnant with me my grandmother committed suicide mm. and um i can just remember and so i've i've done some healing around around that piece um with her and um so that that sadness as a child is what i initially remember and then I also was born with some learning disabilities. So when I went off to school, I have, a, they didn't know it at the time, but it's a form of dyslexia called non-phonemic awareness, where I don't process sounds very well. So it's very fascinating to me that I'm in your, was in your sound healing. <laughs> well, I refer to it as a sound healing workshop um, because music is, I love music, but I don't necessarily, I can't, I couldn't tell you tones and those kind of things. But I just love how it makes me feel and the healing aspect of music. Um, but because of that disability, I was always taken out in remedial classes, really up until high school. And then I got bullied because of that. And because of how I pronounce words, I got made fun of. So I just shut up. I wouldn't talk. Um, so so much of my life I can just remember like people being like can you just speak say something and you know like I would just be fearful of saying something because I didn't know or have the right words to say what I wanted to say and know how to pronounce them without them making fun of me um so being being a sad bullied child um and then my parents I love them to death I have an amazing um I had amazing family life but they we were raised in a very strict religious church and it was very regimented, very judgmental. And I never felt like I could fit in. I always felt as though I was never enough to be a part of that group in, in within our church, but I was never bad enough, so to say, to be with my secular friends in the school. So I felt like I never fit in anywhere, that it was never enough, that I could never do everything right. Um, and so I'd say those those three things are what I have been working on overcoming. And, you know, there's a lot a lot there to unpack um, of experiences that have happened from that. But those are the three big ones that I've really worked to overcome. Well, and, you know, as you're sitting there talking about them, it's um, I can relate. You know, it was it was a little bit a little bit different for me, but, you know, um, you know, remembering or a sad childhood, you know, some different traumas or other things that were, that were going on around that time. You know, it's like my mother was, she was older. I mean, at the, at the time, like having a baby at 36 is not a big deal now. Right. I mean, but at the time it was like, holy smoke, yeah. you know, your, your womb isn't dried up already. But it was it was the fact that, you know, she'd gone 11 years between my next oldest sibling. Right. So she was told she couldn't have any more babies. And now mm -hmm. all of a sudden she gets pregnant. 
right? So there was some of that stuff that's kind of in there. But, you know, there were times as a child when I felt sad too, right? There were times in my childhood where I was bullied. You know, it wasn't because of the pronunciation, but because I was kind of a weird kid. I had big ears. You know, I was smart. I was a little bit nerdy, but I got I kind of got bullied too, right? For for different reasons. I was always taught to kind of, you know, children are to be seen and not heard. So, you know, for a long time I wouldn't speak up or speak my opinions, you know, I was always kind of in the corner, right? Felt like you didn't fit in, strict religious upbringing. I love how you said that too, right? Like you're not really quite good enough but it's not like you're with the sinners either right <laughs> you know i get it i get it it's like i was a good kid but i wasn't i know what you're talking about right and so again even though we had some different experiences i think what you just described there almost everybody listening has probably experienced some of those things right so we all kind of have some of this some of this baggage coming through so so how how have you kind of gone forward because i know you've had like kind of a wild career ride <laughs> like completely different careers and everything else too and in a lot of the stuff that you've learned as well right and i think what you do a good job of as well is you've learned a lot about different things and then you kind of try to pull some of these good pieces or things from these different modalities and kind of pull them together into what you're working on for yourself and what you're using to help other people with. So, so maybe kind of talk, talk a little bit about, you know, how did, how did you kind of get through all this craziness to where you're at too? Because I, I sit here and I talk to you and I'm like, I know Nina's not a hundred years old, but how did she do all the stuff she's done <laughs> right in the short amount of time that you've done it? Yeah. I am older than I look. Um, I so in college I did the ROTC ROTC program yep. and went into the army and a lot of why I did that is I mean I did have my reasons but a, the base of it was that I knew I needed something to force me out of my comfort zone because I knew I had a big mission and I knew I needed to be able to speak and I needed to be able to flourish outside of my comfort zone and what what way to do it than to force myself in the military right um that's, that's what i did and the the other piece of it is is my my brother when i went off to the first um leader basic leadership camp my brother told me that i couldn't do it and that i was going to be home shortly and i was out to prove him wrong and so even though I wanted to quit so badly and there was like a ridiculously high amount of people that did quit during that program. And I was like, I, my bunkmate quit. I was like, I'm not quitting. I cannot let my brother be right. Um, so I finished and, and did that, um, which was a great experience. It did force me outside of my comfort zone. It gave me a wealth of experience. Um, but I did end up in a significant amount of pain, which is interesting because I went from this very strict religious environment, right, to an environment that's very strict with rules and regiments. And um, I was talking to a friend last night, in fact, that I only survived because I was always in remote detachments. I was not in a typical regimented like Fort Bragg or Fort Campbell unit that um, 
you know, not that I didn't have rules to follow, but it was just a little bit of a different pace. So well, you guys were seven, play, playing under some different rules based on a the, bit, yeah. the, the, what you were attached to. Yeah. Right. Um, so after seven years, my body was just plagued with pain. I had neck pain, back pain, my, my arms, my hands, my feet, like my whole body. Um, some would call it fibromyalgia. I just had so much pain and the army's answer was medication. So for four and a half years, I did three types of, of pain meds, um, an anti-inflammatory muscle relaxer and a pain twice a day, every day, for four and a half years. And I knew, I knew it wasn't helping. It was only taking the edge off my pain. It wasn't healing me and it was causing my body to be so toxic. And I started, um, seeking alternatives. So I got out, I started seeking alternative, um, forms of therapy and it's a long, a longer story about how I came into rolfing, but, um, I, I found a rolfer. I, I moved to Alaska and I had gotten a job with the general contractor, uh, um, military contractor in Alaska. They had me move out there in the, on this Island of 8,000 people. And I'm with the realtor. We're searching for a place to live. And there's a Roth. I come to a stoplight and there's a Roth studio right there. And I was like, are you kidding me? There's Rothing here on this island of 8,000 people. Um, and they had just opened. I was like, okay, they're, they're here just for me. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I, and they also taught yoga. They introduced me to yoga. Um, yeah, Crystal is still very much of a, a, one of my mentors today. Um, but I was rough by her. It took off a significant amount of my pain. I then became a rougher. Um, and what I would say and how I describe roughing for those that aren't familiar with it is like what a chiropractor does with bones. We do a soft tissue. It is like a massage in the sense that we're working with the body and the tissues, but we're working with the fascia. The fascia connects the body head to toe um, and it surrounds every muscle fiber, every muscle group, every nerve, every organ, every bone in the body and allows for fluidity of movement. Um, There was a time when, you know, in surgery, they would like just scrape away the fascia because they didn't understand the importance of it. But now there's more and more research and um, how um, important this fascia is to our body and to our healing. Um, So we're Rawfer strategically worked with the body to help with the structural alignment of the body. Um, through that, I, I started noticing imbalances in strength that was causing an impact. So I became a certified personal trainer. Um, and from that, I started noticing that even though structural alignment looked on point, there was still pain. And so I started studying food healing because I noticed it was what people were eating. Um, I had opened a food truck in the midst of that because the foods that I was recommending and the foods that we needed there, it wasn't readily available in places. And you would have, I knew people wouldn't take the time to um, prepare the foods if it wasn't available. So I had this whole plan and how I was going to implement it, but it was well ahead of my time. It didn't survive. I lost so much money. Um, in doing that process, but, um, and then I became an integrative nutrition health coach to try to help people coach because what I recognize is your structural alignment can be perfect. Um, you can eat all the organic nutritious foods. Um, 
and you could exercise to your heart content and still be diagnosed with stage four cancer. So it really had so much to do with, with mindset and how you perceive in your perception of life and how you live. So I wanted to be able to work with people in that way. That was my intent anyway. Um, but I noticed at the time I was attracting clients that wanted pills. They wanted a quick fix. They still wanted to run to a doctor and get a prescription that was going to help them. They didn't want to change their lifestyle. And, you know, I, I recognize that if that's the client that I'm attracting, then there's something in me that still yet yeah, that needs to be healed, that that's why I'm attracting that client. So I took a break from, from the healing world and went into real estate um, and then just continued to work on myself, went to different programs, did the Landmark Forum, um, which is incredible, um, learned about German new medicine, which we may talk about later, um, and just worked on myself while I, I earned an income in real estate. And then when COVID happened, recognized, whoa, I need to go back into healing because we had not even gotten to see the crisis because of how they are handling it with the fear and the isolation amongst other things. But, um, and so I'm now coming back into this healing space to be able to help people um, with their subconscious and how we perceive life so that they can heal physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Um, and I've done so in different ways of learning how to energetically work with the subconscious um, through different modal modalities. That's well, a long-winded answer for you. <laughs> no, no, but, but I think, it, I think it gives people kind of a, an idea. Like I was, I was telling you before, I mean, what's what I, what I find and that I applaud you for Right. It's just like every time when you realize that you need something, you learn how to do it to help you heal and fix yourself. Right. Where again, most people are like, no, doctor, give me a pill. Right. And I love that, you know, where you said that it was taking the edge off the pain, but it wasn't healing. Right. Mm -hmm. And how many, how many of us are, are doing that where we're numbing, you know, we're taking a little bit of the edge off but we're not actually healing in what you're doing. Again, you're a girl who's trying to heal yourself, right? <laughs> and so I, th I think it's beautiful, but I, but I think too, it's what you just described there is your pathway as well, is <clears throat> I think so much of the time we can't understand why we go down a certain path until we've been down the path, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, what's interesting, there was a there was a reason why, you know, you left and went into real estate for a while. Hey, real estate's fun. I did it for a while. Right. I yeah. might do some of it again, you know, but it's 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 well, it's curious and I think synchronistic. Right. That that you were able to do that for a while. And continue to, you know, prepare yourself for what was going to come because like you said covid who gives a shit about the little virus that that is not the societal and health impact that that little fucking thing had on everything it's the mental well-being it's the fear it's the anxiety that surrounded all of that it's the the isolation that it has caused in all of us, you know, we used to give people hugs and shake hands. And now even still, 
people are afraid to do some of those basic human contact things because of this. Right. So to me, it's like, thank you, Nina. Now, you know, entree, because a (laughs) a whole lot more people need your help, but you've also had, you know, more years of experience and learning to be able to help pull a lot of these modalities together. Cause that's what I see. A lot of people are like, they just go and they do one modality, right? Or it's like, you know, acupuncture, hypnosis, massage, rolfing, you know, chiropractic, whatever, right? These are all different modalities. Some work better for some people. Some people need a combination of different things. So I love that you're kind of pulling together a lot of this stuff. I, I don't believe that there's any wrong or bad healer. I'll put it that way. Um, and we need people like me who like to, that's just the way that I am. And I fit a piece of the puzzle and somebody who's only does chiropractic or only does massage, they're fitting a piece of the puzzle as well. And I feel as though everybody is on this healing journey and whoever we resonate with, like, my journey has led me put on all these lenses and has led me to where I am now. And the people that resonate with me will resonate with me, but somebody else who's been on a journey and is only doing massage, there's people that will resonate with them and they're part of that person's journey. And so no matter what the experience is with any healer, I feel like it's part of their journey. It, mm-hmm. it gave them some glimpse into their own life um, that they can then move on to another person and, and, um, you know, I'll have people that will say, well, I wish I wouldn't have done this. I should have gone straight to done this type of healing. Well, you wouldn't have been ready for that healing right. potentially without having done that other work. So I don't believe, and it's taken me a long time to get to this point because there was a long time when I was really upset with myself for having done all of these different things, right? Like if I had just focused on just roughing, where could I be now? Right. And I beat myself up about having, you know, done all these different things and have invested money in all of these different things. Right. But my journey has led me here because there's people that need and will resonate with me because of the journey that I've been on, which is where everybody is. And um, I know we didn't talk about this, but one of the things that I, I do have a vision for is a self-healing collaborative where people who have healed themselves can come and share and help others heal in the same way that they've, they healed themselves. Um, so that people who are searching for that assistance or wanting to be able to learn how to heal themselves can, can learn from other people. And then healers, you know, most healers will understand that it's the individual who's healing themselves. We're just, you know, sometimes we need guides. Sometimes we need a little influence. Right. Um, but healers themselves can come in and kind of, you know, share their, their input as well. And if, if somebody resonates with them, so I'm wanting to create this collaborative where people can help each other heal ourselves because it's really a responsibility in and of ourselves. And I, I was working with a branding person. I was like, I want it kind of like a warrior vibe because it really takes, it's very, uh, it's triumphant when you can really take ownership and power of healing yourself, but it's, it's for the courageous who are willing to kind of dig deep into themselves and, and their life and their perceptions and really work on themselves. Um, 
and I totally got off on a tangent. I don't remember how how I even got here. Well, but, uh, no, because um, I I, th I think that's great because, like you said, you do have to be a warrior to do it. You have to take responsibility. You have to do the work. I mean, a lot of these things that we're talking about are things that a lot of people call practices, right? And it's no different than physical training. If you don't do push-ups every day or go for a walk every day, ugh. right? Those are practices. I know I'm the same way, right? It's like, God damn, I don't have to do that. But, you know, there, there are things that we have to practice. We have to exercise, if you will, and use. But I think what's beautiful, and like, like what you said, is there's so many people out there that make people feel like, oh, you have to use me you have to come to me to do all this stuff. And again, there's, there's some modalities like I do crack my own back. Right. I mean, I, I've learned how to do that. I don't go to the chiropractor anymore, but, but that's, that's an example where a lot of times you'd have to go to the chiropractor. If you're going to go to an acupuncturist or a rolfer, you're going to need somebody else. Cause <clears throat> some of these things we can't do for ourselves. But a lot of the things we can learn from others and then do for ourselves, right? And that's why I love this idea of your self-healing collaborative. So keep me informed on that too, right? Because yeah. I, I think that's, you know, if we can if we can teach people, right, what they need to know and then allow the people to actually heal themselves, that's the trick, yeah. right? Because then you're giving everybody the power to be able to do it themselves. Yeah. And I know you, you know, cause, cause I know as we were talking about it and you've kind of gone through a lot of these different modalities and as we were talking about it, a lot of it really comes back to a lot of the, the mindset kinds of things. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about the, the German new medicine, because again, as we, as we were talking before we hit record, uh, pretty amazing on some of the research. So I'm just going to tee this up for everybody who's listening, right? Is what we're going to say here, some of you are going to think we're completely full of shit. Okay. But I'm telling you, there's been a bunch of research done on this and you might not believe it, but you know, your mental well-being has a huge impact on your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being as well, right? That they're all connected. 100%. So, so maybe talk a little bit about that, you know, because again, you, you became aware of this German new medicine concept, right? And so maybe just kind of explain what it is and how the development is and what they were kind of finding out, you know, about some of this stuff in, in a new way of trying to help, help people heal. Sure. Um, everything, every journey that I've been on has all been very synchronistically, um, it's all synchronistically come together. And I met this woman, um, Andy Lochner Mears and very synchronistically, and she teaches Germany medicine here in the United States. And when I was, I, I was married at one time and he was diagnosed with cancer while we were separated. And I had come across this book that discussed Germany medicine. And I had gone to him and I was like, Hey, you know, like the trauma that we've been through, we can heal this. And, you know, he, he wasn't all that interested. He didn't believe it and kind of gave me the shoulder. And so I was like, okay, it's not my journey. I'm going to let it go. And I meet Andy. We had a phone conversation first. Um, and she's telling me what she, she did. And she was, I, 
she was telling me about this doctor and I was like, what was the doctor's name? And she tells me, and I go and pull that book off the shelf. And so it was, it was, uh, a book, it was the, the doctor of the book that, that you already yeah. had. Okay. Right. Um, and I was like, are you kidding me? And so um, anyway, so that's how I came back to, or came to meet Andy. Um, and so as she's teaching me and I'll, I'll give you an example and I'm so excited about it. I don't even know where to begin. I feel like I've, um, let me, so the doctor, so doctor from Germany, his son uh, unfortunately was shot while on vacation and later died four months later. And he and his wife were both diagnosed with cancer. And the doctor said, okay, is this coincidence or what we just went through with our son caused this cancer? And this happened in the seventies. He spent the rest of his life studied over 40,000 cases. And in 100% of those 40,000 cases, there was a shock, uh, shock, trauma, conflict in that person's life prior to their diagnosis. And it wasn't just the event that happened, um, but it's how someone perceives their perception, how their psyche perceived that, that trauma, shock, or conflict. So the same people with the same type of perception um, how their psyche perceived it, had the same lesion in the brain in the same area of the body impacted. This wasn't just cancer. This is really like anything. And so he has it so mapped out and he's that you can even go to their site and look up, okay, this is what I'm dealing with. And I'll tell you a little bit about what type of conflict that you're dealing with. Right. Um, and when you're bought and when you resolve that conflict, then the, it heals your body because your body does one of three things. So when it experiences shock, conflict, or trauma, your body's always trying to keep you safe, right? It's always trying to do whatever it can um, to help itself. And so what it knows to do when you're experiencing that is either cell loss, cell growth, or loss of function of an organ. And then once you resolve it, then it does the exact opposite where it had cell growth, now it has cell loss because it's bringing it back into homeostasis and so forth. And um, so when you understand what's happening in your body, you understand what where it's at in its process and you can help it along and, and work through it. So it's an ability that you can heal yourself. And so I'll give you an example. So when I'm, I was at a podcast event with Auntie and she's explaining to me more in depth about Germany medicine. And um, I was dealing with interstitial cystitis, which is like bladders or ulcers on the bladder. And I had been in a flare for a couple of years and on and off at different levels of intensity. And I was on a flare at that moment in time when she's teaching me. And she was telling me about like a bank robbery and how the different people in the bank robbery can be experiencing different things or they perceive it differently. And there could be somebody who has a death fright conflict that they're going to, you know, their life is going to end through this. Or they could be somebody that's territorial, like this is my bank, this is my town, how dare you come into my bank. Um, there could be someone's separation. There's so many different, I think there's like 24, 25 different perceptions. And... The person with the territorial conflict ended up with bladder issues. And so I'm thinking about this and I was like, but I'm not territorial. And she had explained, okay, well, it's bound, you know, it could be boundaries too. But I started thinking about it. I'm like, oh my word, I am so territorial. There's so many things that I'm territorial about. And so I spent the next week, like really diving into it, really meditating on it, really working through like my territory issues. And my symptoms went away within one week. 
I didn't have a flare again for two, almost two years. And that flare happened when my, I was living, um, on Anna Maria Island. And my landlord is like, Hey, Nina, I'm really sorry, but I'm, I have to take advantage of this real estate market and I'm going to have to sell and you're going to have to move. I, even though I know I told you, you could stay here for the next year. And I was like, Oh, what am I going to do? Because I, in this real estate market, I didn't want the rent had like doubled or tripled in some areas. I didn't want to be forced to buy a place in like such a short notice and in this market. And I was like, Oh, what am I going to do? And so I was in this frenzy trying to figure it out. And sure enough, my interstitial societies kicks back in. But this time I had the tools. I knew exactly what I had to do. And so I spent the next week working, meditating and working through it. And sure enough, it was gone within a week. Um, and so there's a, I have a number of examples. That's just one uh, big one that I have, but um, of how I've been able to utilize German medicine to really improve my life. And then for those that have had interstitial cystitis, um, it, you can claim a disability for it. It's, it's, disabil it's debilitating um, pain. So um, it was a significant, significant improvement for my life. Um, and I've seen it in multiple ways um, and have utilized it, especially when something acute happens. Like right now I'm, I'm going through um, the flu, which I consider as the a body upgrade, right? Because I know healing happens in a liquid state. So in that phase where um, some things resolved for me that I, a conflict that I was going through um, resolved for me in the last week. And so now my body is, is healing. It has to send glial cells to the lesion in the brain where it's, it's repairing that and fluid is coming in to be able to wash out everything. Um, and so I know my body's upgrading. And so I know this, this liquid state is um, is helpful. Um, and I lost my train of thought, but, um, hopefully I've, I've, well, no. And, and, and yeah, because I, I think I, I just want to go back and, and summarize a little bit of what you said too, because again, you know, I, I think some people might've, might've missed it. And this is why I'm interested. I got to go out to the website, take a look at, at some of the stuff and, and look at this because, you know, so here you had a man who was a doctor his son gets shot and dies four months later as a result of complications from the gunshot wound, right? That's trauma. That's yeah. trauma. Um, the doctor and the doctor's wife are both within a few months diagnosed with stage four cancer. I don't know that it was stage four. Or with cancer. So yeah. We're, and I don't actually both, know the exact time frame, but. We're, we're both diagnosed after that event with cancer. Coincidence that both people? That's not a coincidence, yeah. right? And so I think it's interesting and applaud, applaud the man for going back and saying, hold it, maybe there is something more to this, right? And going back and, and looking at 40,000 cases, right? And that again, I mean, unless it's trauma related, a lot of a lot of people's physical symptoms are caused by some sort of shock conflict or trauma that is still kind of carrying through. And so when we actually clear the shock conflict or trauma, our body tends to go back. Right. Which, which to me, again, it's like, it's, it's so amazing. And I'm going to go play with this a little bit too, because I'm like the Guinea pig myself. Right. 
but but i mean you've you've done it you just shared an example you know of how you were able to to do that and to me it just wow right yeah. and even even more so the power of the mind on the body the you know where it somewhat gets confusing or complicated is because we're humans we you know people be like we're dealing with everybody's dealing with trauma everybody's dealing with conflict and that is correct however um when we're dealing with multiple pieces of shock conflict or trauma because it could happen on a daily basis in some environments right um Yeah, when you're when you're dealing with those things, it's hard to distinguish which one is which. And I had a point to this, and I lost it. Maybe I wasn't supposed to say it. I don't know. Um, oh, I know what I was going to say. So it can be complicated because we may have more than one program going on at the same time. The other piece of that is depending on how long the conflict's gone on. I mean, sometimes conflicts can happen in somebody's childhood, right? And so the conflict has never fully resolved. And so it's gone on for such a long period of time. And then depending on how healthy the person's body is, are they regulating? Because if we're regulating at 100%, we're able to take in toxins, we're able to take in things and be our body will use it whatever it needs. And then it spits out what it doesn't. And it's, it's, just regulating, right? If our body's not at that 100%, which because of the shock trauma conflict is typically not, and then in our world today where we're we're just surrounded by toxins of pesticides and EMFs and you name it, right? So it clogs our system, our systems aren't fully regulating. So um, then it takes longer once we do resolve it, it may take longer. We may experience symptoms like the flu for a longer period of time or whatever our body is dealing with in the opposite of whatever it had to do, the cell loss, cell loss, growth, and so forth. It may take longer to resolve. And so um, in some people's minds that, you know, that's a length of time and they want the pill. But at the end of the day, you take the pill, you're not resolving the initial issue in the first place. So you're still, it's still gonna come up at some point, right? And now what are the side effects that you're going to have from that pill? <laughs> right? I mean, it's hilarious to me. I don't, I don't have TV and I haven't had TV for years, but you know, when they advertise a yeah. um, medication, all the side effects, well, wh why would I even want to even entertain that? Right? Yeah. Cause by the time they go through it, cause I know I normally don't, we don't watch, you know, regular TV unless it's like sporting events, but it's been football season. So I've been, watching a lot of football and yeah when i when i get to the end of those pharmaceutical ads and they start talking about all of the side effects it's like why the fuck would you want to take that pill right, right. uh you know may cause anal bleeding may cause you know sudden death <laughs> you know? right yeah oh, okay well yeah. it, it reminds me of an old <clears throat> bill cosby Funny guy did some bad things, you know, right. separate the man's comedy from his personal character. But I remember one of his old skits that he did was, you know, it was kind of like, think like an AA meeting, you know, like this group of old guys sitting around kind of in a circle talking, shooting the shit kind of thing. Right. 
And so the one guy starts talking about, yeah, you know, I started taking this medicine, but then it had these side effects. And so, you know, then I got to start taking this medicine, but then that had this side effect. And then I had to start taking this one, blah, 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 blah. Right. And it's like, this guy was taking like 10 or 15 medicines because he was taking one to kind of get rid of one problem. Right. And it's like, but I mean, joke, ha ha funny. And that was probably back in the eighties when he did that. But look at people's lives now yeah. right and how many medications so many people are taking and a lot of times those medications are to counteract side effects right so what if you could find a different way of being able to do it that would work um so to me I, again, it's, it's just it's it's hope for a, for a better world that way from right. from true healing standpoint Right. And there, there is a place for medication and there is a place for the medical world in the U S like if I had a catastrophic accident, there's no place I'd rather be than to be in a hospital here. Right. And have medication that I need to help me through it right then and there. And there's times when you need the medication to assist you until you can work through whatever you've got. So there is a place for it. I won't say I'm completely anti-medication but anti in a long-term only solution of medication that i'm you know i would much rather see somebody heal themselves and heal heal at the root so that they don't have to have these relapses over and over yeah well no this has been good and, and you know you've kind of referred to a lot of these different modalities as well too right that people can kind of go out learn more about and of course obviously everybody who's listening and wants to reach out to nina as well i mean she is a, a wealth of experience we could be here for hours you know again yeah. talking about a lot of this stuff but you know i kind of wanted to go back as we kind of you know have to wrap up for today um and, and just talk about maybe some you know girl on a mission to heal yourself you've been healing yourself right and maybe just a few a few things that have worked well for you for other people that are sitting out there whether it's a boy or a girl who happens to be wanting to heal you know what are some some kind of easy things that that people can start trying to do to start some of the healing you know because i know people a lot of people are in pain and it's not, I'm not, it's not just physical pain, right? There's a lot of people in emotional and mental anguish, as we talked about, you know, post pandemic. Um, but, you know, for somebody who wants to start healing themselves, what are, what are some things that, that you've done or that you suggest to people that are maybe some good starting points, you know, yeah. or at least things to try to see if it might, might work or help for you? Sure. Um, so my first recommendation would be breath work, mm -hmm. right? Like we breathe every day. We don't think about it, but oftentimes in that trauma, shock or conflict, what do we do? We hold our breath and then we continue in that pattern. And so we're not fully breathing and we need that oxygen. Um, so breath work is something you can easily do at home. There's apps for it. There's YouTube's on it. Um, one of the forms of breath work, which is more of a therapy type that I'm, I'm training for, almost done with, um, is called emotional energetic release therapy. And it's, it's circular breath. It's in and out through the mouth. Um, and it, 
your subconscious is only going to allow you to release what's safe for you to release. Um, and so in breath work, it allows your body to control. Your body is controlling and you're using the breath to work through because these emotions, these traumas get stored in the body, right? And so you can release through breath work some of these traumas. And sometimes I'm not going to say you don't need a therapist because sometimes you need somebody that's going to be there to help you work through it and, and push you because sometimes sometimes things are agonizing and you don't want to work through it and you want to quit, but you really want to be able to work through it and, and push that on out. Um, but there's easy daily breath work that you can do on your own. Um, one of them that uh, Wim Hof, um, a lot of people are familiar with Wim Hof with the ice baths and breath work and meditation. Um, some of his breath work is the, the breath in and out, but, uh, he breathes in through the nose, out through the mouth for 20 to 40 counts. And then you do a minute hold, um, and sometimes I'll do that in the morning, first thing when I wake up and, and do six rounds of it. And it just, it, like my whole body feels like it's vibrating. Like I feel like I can go on and tackle the day. Um, so that's something easy that you can do on your own um, breath work. And as you want to get deeper into it and dip, deeper layers, there's, that's available. And, and there's um, all kinds of different breath work therapists out there today. Um, so breath work is one. And just having a simple awareness, awareness of what's going on within your body. Like, what am I dealing with and what's going on around me? And how can I change my perception? Because it really comes down to the perception. If you're dealing with something, look at how can I change my perception around this that would make my body feel better? Um, is there a reason in why this event happened? What lesson can I pull from this? Just because the... the something happened, it's, it's on your journey, right? And there's something there that you can pull from it. And just having that daily awareness of what's going on and what you can learn from it and how can you change your perception, that on a daily basis has really, really helped helped me and in, in change a lot of, of some of the pain and agony that I've put myself through, right? Mm -hmm. And then um, Dr. Bradley Nelson wrote a book called Emotion Code. Um, I am certified in motion code and um, in body code, um, but emotion code and body code for that matter, you can do on yourself and it's muscle testing. So your body inherently knows what's going on and we can use muscle testing to tap in to talk to the subconscious mind and then ask it questions. And Dr. Bradley Nelson, he's written a book, it's on audio, um, and then people can start doing this themselves and start releasing trapped emotions. So when we experience an event, um, if we don't process that emotion, right, it can get stored in our body and we don't process it, whether we don't have the energy to, whether we don't have the interest to, whether or not we are, are not allowed to, um, and, or don't feel that it's safe for us to really um, express that emotion. And so it can get trapped in the body. And so releasing those trapped emotions is significantly helpful. And that can be done. On, I've done so many sessions on myself um, in emotion code. Um, and which leads me to another point, when you're experiencing an emotion, let it flow, whatever it is. If it's anger and you need to get it out, put a towel in your mouth, take a, um, we use uh, in our classroom, we'll use like a, a stick made of tape and just kind of beat a, <laughs> a, a bag, like just get it out, cry, you know, scream. It is express yourself in some way. Um, 
when you first started, when you were telling me about music and that you're not a, a expert in music, but you did, you held that class, which was phenomenal. Um, one of the things that uh, an astrologer told me to do is he, you know, because I held everything in, I just shut up. And so I wasn't expressing. And so that was part of my, the issue with the pain in my body was I wasn't expressing, I wasn't experiencing and letting those emotions go. And so he told me to start dancing and start painting as a form of expression. Um, and so I've wanted to do some classes in that because just, I'm not an artist by any means, but just putting color on paper, holy moly, is that yeah. feeling. Oh, and then just dancing, like, I, you know, like, whatever i can't i have no rhythm i don't like going to the clubs or anything but just dancing putting on music and just dancing to that rhythm and letting it out of the body um so expression in any form whatever you're feeling like being able to let it out so it's not stored in the body that would be um my other tip yeah well and those are great things and again they're they're nothing that really costs any money. I mean, you can go buy the book. It's probably like $20, but all the other stuff, I mean, you know, if you have a, an Apple watch, you've got a breathing app right on there, right? It's built into it. That's seven 11 breathing. So oh, yeah. that even by itself, right. Cause that's one of the, there's lots of different ways of doing the doing breath work, but um, even if so all you, ways. even if all you do is consciously like breathe deeper or for like a minute, make sure that your exhale is longer than your inhale even if you do nothing else right you don't yeah. have to go do one of the fancy things or whatever for a minute or two a day just have your exhales be consciously longer than your inhale and you'll feel yourself calm down right yeah. so we all breathe anyway we might as well just spend part of each day breathing more intentionally Right. It's kind Certainly. of like that was the whole kind of purpose behind some of the music class that we did. Right. It's, it's like you listen to music already. What if you just started using music intentionally a little bit each time a day? Right. right. It's, it's yeah. the intention behind it and being able to do it. But I love that. Like you said, you know, letting the emotion flow, scream into a pillow if you need to um you know do it safe obviously right just like right, if you're right, going right. to beat something you know <laughs> not somebody else not somebody else right um but even the awareness and i think again you know you've shared with us some of that as as we've been talking about right you know that you're not feeling the best right now but you're you know a lot of people when when you're feeling a little under the weather a lot of people are like oh i'm sick poor me right where you celebrate now it's like you're <laughs> celebrating right it's like okay my body's releasing something if i've got a little bit of a fever if i've got a runny nose if i'm coughing if I, you know there's you're releasing something if diarrhea you're crying, yeah. diarrhea you know it's like yeah. even burping and farting i mean it's yeah, like 100%. you know i mean that's your body is processing and expelling things so um you know just changing your perception on it too i think is is a great thing and like i said yeah. these are and let 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 it flow these are things that you can do you can start doing today yeah. right everybody that's listening so all right nina any, anything else awesome. that you want to you want to share and how can how can people reach out to you how's the best way to to get in touch with you yeah um facebook self-healing collaborative group would probably be the best um 
One one last thing that I'd love to share uh, when you were talking about breathing and the, the out-breath is um, the HeartMath Institute, the heart-brain mm-hmm. coherence. And one of the things that I love practicing every day is um, putting my hand over my heart and just focusing on that breath and, and increasing my exhale so that I slow it down, slow down the heart, and then just experience gratitude and do that for three minutes and the it increases the heart brain coherence. Um, it's been a powerful exercise that can be done all the time. And they say the benefits last for six hours every time you do that. So something I'd love to do. Yeah. So if you, I mean, if you look at that, if you did it for, uh, you know, where you, well, we're awake about 18 hours a day in theory, 16, 18 hours a day, you do it three times a day. You're kind of got yeah. your heart coherence for the whole waking, waking hour. Well, and it's one of those things too. I mean, you can buy like little things, little electronic things to help you do it. But like you said, even just putting your hand on your heart and thinking about it and having the intention and breathing and trying to kind of connect your breath with your heart, right, um, is beautiful. Beautiful in a lot of ways and being grateful for that because without without the breath and without that heart beating, we'd all be dead. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, yep uh gratitude appreciation care and i think there's a fourth emotion that they suggest um but yeah having that just having gratitude on a daily basis is huge Huge. is a powerful experience huge huge awesome thank you for coming on here you are a wealth of knowledge so i'm going to keep reaching out to you for uh please do for 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 more of this wisdom because it's it's uh yeah i'm gonna get into that self-healing collaborative as well too because i think it's awesome. uh, there's a couple of people that we know that are kind of talking about some of this kind of stuff and just sharing and helping because uh, there is there's a lot of modalities out there and some things work better for some people than others do but you know the only way that you're going to know is if you try right um, but if you try some of these things and see if it works for you but i have not met a person who hasn't done some sort of breath work and had it work right yeah. i mean any anybody who has done any um intentional breathing even just for a few seconds or a minute you will literally feel a shift in your body and will feel better oh. it will work 100 percent. if it doesn't yeah. work you tell me i'll i'll give you 100 bucks right? <laughs> right. i know you're lying to me at that point because 100 percent of the people that i know and that i've had do anything like that it's like almost instantaneous. So, awesome. Lena, thank, thank you. you, thank you, thank you. Um, I really appreciate because a lot of people are going to get a lot of a lot of value from listening to your experience, what you're learning, and what you're sharing with everybody. So, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful. Thank you. Thanks. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. The fact that you listened to this entire episode means you got value and others will too. Do me a favor and leave a five-star review with comments and then share with others. You can also check out all of my videos on my YouTube channel and my website, jasonmefford.com. This podcast is primarily for education and commentary and does not represent professional advice. Views and opinions expressed on this show are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.